Hey friends, I hope your week was good. Um, welcome to uh, this week's Devo uh, for our home liturgy. So wherever and whenever you watch this, I uh, hope that it's part of um, your uh, worship for this week on this Palm Sunday. So uh, we're doing Devos uh, like this for the rest of the month. We're going to be in the Psalms, just walking through various Psalms, engaging sort of with our spiritual response to uh, this crisis and this new situation that we find ourselves in. So we're going to be sticking in the Psalms. And this morning, we are looking at this morning, this afternoon, it's morning right now. Uh, this morning, uh, I'm talking about Psalm 27. So if you haven't read that, uh, go ahead, pause the video, turn to Psalm 27. Take a nice slow read through or maybe two, and then come on back and we're going to talk about um, Psalm 27, Lent, Lament, Easter, Palm Sunday. Let me pray. Lord, wherever and whenever this video is watched by whoever, I ask that you would be with them in that moment, that you would give them a grace and insight and wisdom into your word, that you would increase their faith uh, in Christ and in your sovereign power and goodness in the world. And we pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I chose, we chose Psalm 27 uh, for today because it, uh, it, it's, it does such a great job of uh, engaging us with the season of Lent, which is uh, a season of reflection, a season of waiting, um, and a season of lament. Psalm 27 is a kind of a combo psalm between thanksgiving and lament, and I'm going to focus on the lament side of it for the next uh, few minutes. I think our uh, friendly neighborhood quarantine has uh, forced many of us to be experiencing Lent, uh, even if we weren't trying to, uh, season, this season of sort of waiting and patience and lack. Um, and so Psalm 27 help, will help us put some words into this, uh, leading us towards, towards Easter allowing us to engage with this essential Christian practice of lament. Now, it may not be very familiar to you. I know for me, lament is not a word. I knew it was part of the book Lamentations. Didn't really know what it meant for a long time. Uh, and I'm still, I think, on the front end of my journey of understanding what it means to lament. And so I want to share some of the things I've been reflecting on from Psalm uh, 27. Uh, lament is most simply a prayer of pain that leads to trust. A prayer of pain that leads to trust. It's expressing the, the doubts and fears and difficulties and anxieties and pains and sufferings of our life to God and asking him to intervene in a way that then leads us uh, to trust. And as we face all kinds of things uh, in our life, whether it's uh, things dealing with our families or our health or our jobs or a pandemic, um, we tend to have one of two responses. Many of us run towards, this is a more American, I think, response is to run towards uh, some kind of denial. This, we avoid our pain. We kind of shove it in. We, we minimize it. Pretending what we're experiencing or what the world's experiencing is not that bad. Um, 
oftentimes we this looks like self-medicating just binging on entertainment or finding other things to do or not talking about it um, this is denial uh, this is looking at, at pain and suffering and uh, being unwilling to call it what it is the other side the other ditch is uh, is the ditch of despair as you look at your pain or your suffering or the suffering of the world and it leads to complaining um, and bitterness anger and it that festers in us despair festers in our hearts um, and so either of these things denial and despair are not christian responses to suffering the christian response is in between these two it takes the best of both of these the urges of both of these the truth in both of these and it merges them into a single thing that the bible tends to call lament it's all throughout the Bible. It's in Lamentations, obviously. It's throughout the prophetic books. It's in the New Testament in several forms, in the early uh, Pentateuch books. But most, um, most dramatically and most clearly we see it in the Psalms. More than one-third of the Psalms have some kind of lament, a prayer of pain leading to trust, speaking to God. And Psalm 27 uh, is one of these. And it's a great psalm in that it... it uh, it's not a straight line. It's the thing that confused me most as a logical person, confused me the most about the Psalms for a long time. They are not a straight line. Uh, um, they're, they're, it's a mix of emotions and a mix of responses of joy and sorrow, of uh, prayer and silence, of, of just a very kind of back and forth way of dealing with the world. And that's what I feel right now. Maybe you feel that. Um, I read the news and I feel depressed and pessimistic. Um, and then I forget about the news and I feel happy and optimistic and I'm kind of alternating back and forth between different emotions and uh, it, it sort of feels like an unstable, unstable time. And Psalm 27 gives us a way of processing uh, how we ought to respond and how we ought to pray and how we ought to live uh, in a time when we are confronted with sin and brokenness, which is what Lent is supposed to be. And certainly what, uh, what the, uh, in some way or another, what the virus is currently forcing us to deal with, stripping back uh, those layers of things that kind of often protect us from having to deal with the difficulties of being human. And so when we look at Psalm 27, I want to I wanna give you three sort of steps, I guess. I don't like that word, but three, um, three steps, three components of lament that we see in Psalm 27. The first one is uh, be honest, be honest. Uh, it's, it's so simple to say and so hard to do. We're so good at not being honest, at, at minimizing, at shading, at not speaking the truth. And when we look at Psalm 27, we see David saying things that are very hard and yet very true. In verse two, he says, when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, He's, he's not being dramatic. There, he was being chased by people who wanted to kill him. In verse 3, he says, Though an army encamp against me, though war rise against me. He's not being metaphorical. I wrote in my Bible, there is real danger. I wrote that years ago. Um, he's 
He's honestly assessing his situation and he's speaking truth about what's going on. This is an essential component in a, in a, in a time and a place when it's not okay to be not okay. Um, when we want to put on our best face, a happy face, um, there is real danger. There is real sin. There is real pain. There is real brokenness in your heart, in the world, in your family, in your in your mind, in your desires. You've there's so much going on that's not right. We need to speak it. To be honest, one third of 150 psalms speaking honestly about our pain. So step one, be honest. What do you need to be honest about right now, this week, in this season? Maybe it's your own sin. Maybe it's the sin of others. Maybe it's the way you've been hurt by someone else. Maybe it's the way that you're responding to the current situation. Maybe it's extra loneliness or extra bitterness or extra frustration. Or maybe it's maybe you need to be honest about um, minimizing the pain of others in this season. What is it that you need to be honest about. If you need help, Psalm 13, Psalm 88, Psalm 42, lots of Psalms with language for honest, honestly embracing and naming the reality of our pain and suffering. But that's not where the Psalm ends. It's not just a cesspool of despair. Right? He names his suffering and then he does something important. And that's found in verse seven. The first six verses, he's sort of describing his situation, talking about God, and then in verse 7, he says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. He turns to God and he speaks to God, to God's face. Teach me your way. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries. In verse 9, turn not your servant away. Cast me not off. Forsake me not. He, he, he just direct address to God boldly asking him to intervene. When's the last time you got in a room by yourself and spoke to God, naming your pain honestly and inviting him, asking him boldly to intervene? This is lament. It does, it's not out there complaining about things. It's not wallowing in, in self-pity and, um, and anger and bitterness. It's bringing that anger and that bitterness to God and saying, God, I am angry. I am bitter. I am confused. I am frustrated. Help me. Respond to me. Right? We, those in denial would say, well, I don't have things to talk to God about. Yes, you do. You are a broken, sinful human person. Bring these things to God. In this world, you will have trouble. The glass is not only half empty, a lot of times the glass is actually fully empty. We need to admit that and bring it to God. If you're a pessimist and you're weighed down, you're bogged down in, in some sort of trial, self-pity, um, maybe you're bitter or angry at God or at someone else, maybe you feel abandoned by God or to the point of believing that maybe God's not even there. I urge you, honestly, bring these things and speak them to God. He can handle it. The psalm invites us to do that, to, to ask boldly, to bring that honesty to God. And then that leads us to the third step, which is found in verse 13. 
It says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. As we are honest and as we directly address God, then we choose in that to trust him. The better translation of verse 13 is David saying, if I had not believed, I would have died. He's essentially saying this, this, these wars and these adversaries and these enemies and these pains and these sufferings that I've been going through, I have found my way through them because I have put my trust in God, because I believe in God. There's the famous verse about the righteous living by faith. We, we tend to associate that with, with justification, and, and I think rightly, rightly so. But at the same time, I think the idea is that those in this world who are Christian, who believe in the personal Trinitarian God, we live and thrive by faith in God. Like it is the faith and the trust, that choosing on a day-to-day basis to trust, to bring our things, our stuff to God and speak it and allow that to lead us back to a place of further trust and faith that allows us to survive uh, in, a, in a broken world. If we don't do this, if we don't embrace this third way of lament, of honestly bringing our uh, stuff to God, speaking it to him, and then allowing it to drive us further into faith and trust, the, our denial or our despair will destroy us. That's why we have the season where we specifically encourage lament is to go to God and say, God, I need you. <laughs> and to, to speak the anger and not try and resolve it, not try and minimize it, not try and fix it, but just speaking at, speaking it to God and allowing him to respond to us. And out of that conversation being driven towards faith and trust in God. The season of Lent as a season of lament it is a season where we intentionally think more than normal about our brokenness, sometimes caused by our own sin, sometimes caused by the sin of others, and sometimes just because we live in a broken, messed up world. Um, but Lent culminates in Holy Week, this week that we start today on Palm Sunday. It's the week that we remember and walk with Jesus through the final seven days. Uh, Jesus lived 33 years, and yet the last seven days take up more than half of the Gospels. Um, this is an important time that, as Christians for us to, to stop intentionally and walk through this season with Jesus. You might remember or think about or associate Palm Sunday with uh, Hosanna and joy uh, and excitement. And in one sense it is, and that's something that we, we can think and talk about. But at the same time, if you read the narratives carefully in Matthew 21, Luke 19, Mark 11, John 12, you'll see that for Jesus, this was not a day of celebration. Right after this, we see Jesus um, multiple times. All the Gospels record a lot of anxiety or a lot of um, lamenting in Jesus in this moment. Luke 19 says, Jesus prays to God, to his Father, my soul is troubled right after this event of entering into the city. And so even in this celebration of the people waiting for a savior, Jesus comes in and he's lamenting. He's understanding that what, what he is about to do is going to be painful and suffering. And so as we walk through this Holy Week, 
leading towards Easter. Even on Easter, we're going to still be in our homes. We're still going to be lonely. We're still going to be lives full of difficulties, economic, health, all the things that we're dealing with right now. And our lament is supposed to lead us to Jesus. He's the God who suffers along with us, right? He's not a God that's left us alone. He's a God that's entered in, in the flesh, to take on the burden and pain and experience of trouble that we also have and to walk through it with us. And I guarantee you Jesus knew and prayed Psalm 27 over and over and over that these words are Jesus's words to God, <laughs> saying to God, God, there I have adversaries. I experience for the first time because I couldn't as the son of God as a human being, I experience now what it is to have adversaries, what it is to have pain, what it is to have difficulty and suffering. And I'm waiting upon the Lord. I'm inviting you, Father God, into walking with this with me. So as we experience this week, let's not minimize our suffering or our pain. Don't minimize the suffering and pain of others. Don't stick your fingers in your ears and pretend like this this uh, virus, this pandemic is not a big deal for, for people. It may come here, it may not. But either way, people are suffering. It's a reminder of the brokenness of the world. Let us take that to God in lament. Read this psalm through, read it out loud, read it a few times. Write down honestly the things that you're painfully suffering with and speak them to God. Allow those things to drive us back to faith and hope and trust in God. Believing that not only do we know the story of Jesus that we recite, that you're about to recite in the creed, that he came down from heaven, he was born of a virgin, that he suffered, that he died, that he was resurrected, that he is seated at the right hand of God, but at the end of the creed, we affirm that we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. That's the hope that's embedded in this story this week. So let this week be a week of lament where you speak honestly to God, invite him to, to, to help you, to aid you, and allow that to, to force you back towards, lead you back towards trust and faith in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I ask wherever people are that you'd bless them, that you'd give them faith, that we would speak honestly about our pain, that you would be gracious to us. Increase our faith in Christ. And in Christ's name we pray, amen. Carry on.